0: Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Check Your Six, the podcast covering Collegiate Rainbow Six, as well as U.S. Nationals and the Pro League, mostly focused on North America, but we do dive into the juicy bits of the other regions as well, and we might even talk about the minor tonight if we have some time. And tonight, I am once again joined by Syntax,
1: former Texas A&M player. Hey guys, welcome back to the Check Your Six podcast. We've got some uh some pretty good stuff for you tonight. So uh ready to get going?
0: Totally. Well, it's been a while since we were able to broadcast, so uh that's been one unfortunate technical difficulty after another. So we're gonna have to go back a couple weeks. I know we had a week off from competition due to the Thanksgiving holiday, but we're gonna go back to week four's action. And talk about how things actually ended
1: up. Is your uh, is your internet doing okay, Joe?
0: It sh- it should be doing fine. Everything looks great on my screen. I, though my face looks a little twitchy on in OBS, but I can't help it. It's hard to contain this.
1: <laughs> All right, um, so. To kick off... Do you want to go Pro League first? Pro League? Yeah. By all means, go Pro League. Okay, so... To kick off... A little bit of Pro League... So to finish up our whole... Roster change... uh, In a shuffle of shenanigans... I don't remember if... I... If I mentioned everything, but... So... First off, uh, Slashug, uh one of the old Rogue players, he went to Luminosity. So you'll see um, you'll see Slashug on Luminosity now, and they dropped Tomas, um, which is unfortunate. Tomas is a good player, and he's actually a really good guy. I'm a little disappointed they dropped him, but it happens. It's business, but they picked up Slashug, and actually, he's doing really well. Um so far, you know they played their first match in OGA Pit, um, and he did extremely well. So that's it's really good to see that he's kind of blooming with those players. And then, um, Gotcha actually left. Um, he left TSM as their coach, and he went to EG as a player. Um, and then EG dropped Geometrics, okay, and then. Um, rec picked up Geo, I think. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so rec picked up Geo. Um, and they dropped. So they they dropped Sk- skies or skis, skies skis. However you want to say it. Uh, they dropped skis for Geo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DZ picked up skis. Um, and they also picked up. Um eclipse from rogue. So the the other rogue guys um, went to D Z. So Eclipse went to D Z and then um Slash Ug went to um lg. Sorry, I'm brain for it. But uh um so D Z picked so in total, D Z picked up they draw he they dropped next and B C went back to coaching role and they picked up Skiss and Eclipse. So those guys are on the DZ team now, which is actually pretty insane. Um, both those players are really good. Um, and then, so to sum up Rec, they dropped Mark the Shark, and they dropped Skiss. Um, picked up um, Geo and Nyx. Nyx went from DZ to Rack. Um, and then I think that's it. I think that was the end of the shuffle. So, yeah, and this was supposed
0: to be a calm one, too.
1: Yeah, I think Space Station is the only one that didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, Lycan was oh so proud to announce that and ruin my tinfoil hat therapy.
1: Yeah, um, the only thing that Space Station didn't knew is they brought on a guy named Luke. He was the analyst-slash- coach for disrupt gaming and so they brought him on as their analyst on a trial basis to see how he does so that's that's the whole space station shenanigans uh the whole unexpected thing that like was talking about so they picked up him from from disrupt and how well did do did disrupt do in this last rotation uh are you talking about like for challenger league they did okay. That's about as best as I can put it. It is okay. They didn't do great and they didn't do terrible. They performed about average. Um I think that if they did a little bit better, they would have made it to relegations, but they didn't they didn't they started off pretty good and they finished pretty bad, so kind of averaged them out to average. So um, they finished right in the middle.
0: Space Station's got to know something about this guy to make that pick up because they i mean they lost an analyst and they wanted to pick someone up and so it makes sense to have that role filled but i mean coming from someone who's been in challenger league i don't know his history either so i don't know if it's like he's been on pro teams before Um, i mean
1: he could be he could be a great analyst the thing is is like the thing is about analysts um is that you know it's the team's performance is not really depictive of your work. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force the, gotta, that's really can't true. Force the horse to drink, you know? So, you know, you can give the players all the inform- information they need, everything that they could possibly want for the match, and then just underperform. You know, that's the that's the player's fault. It's not the analyst's fault. So maybe this guy has some really good, you know, analytical work that he showed them, and they're like, yeah, we actually love this. Um, And so that's they were like, you know, we We really like this guy's work let's let's bring him on for for a while you know o g a pitt is a is a a great way to uh to test that out you know he's he's on his a on on a trial basis and so um i think this is this is his trial is is o g a so
0: it's also possible that u uh, s nationals next week will also be a good test for him because, I mean, if he's coming into the U.S. Pro League, like, yeah, the international competition's good and, like, they start playing the, with the other NA teams, but, like, going into U.S. Nationals where it's, like, the teams that you're more likely to face during the next pro season, um, it could be a great way to break in.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, speaking of OGA Pitt, um, so on... Was it Tuesday, Monday? Nope, Saturday. <laughs> um, you OTA, don't know, dude. Last Saturday. I, th- <laughs> I was thinking it was like Monday, but uh, it was actually a little bit farther back. Um, so currently, um, so from let's let's do from from Monday, November fourth to to this Friday, right? Um. Right now, so M okay, so there's a there's a match between the MIBR and the Black Dragons that actually um for some reason it's still awaiting match results. I think there was like a protest, if I remember correctly. Oh boy. Um Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a Latin American match, so it's whatever. But um for as for Harsh. NA <laughs> uh, <laughs> So as for NA, uh space station played Sonics, Space Station one, there's no surprise there, two oh. Uh LG played E. G. LG won 2-0, Uh against EG, which is actually really really interesting to see. Um LG is getting strong, especially with uh with Slash 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 hug. His name is so inconvenient to say. I don't know it if it really is. Sense. Slash hug. you know. Slash is is doing well. Um on space or on EG or LG, god dang it. <laughs> um uh g2 beat bds which is quite interesting um because bds is has been performing really well right now and g2 has not been performing um so seeing them perform the opposite of how they have been performing is is very interesting to see um shiko you know he's been um playing his ass off recently um with the you know his his kills per round are are, are insane. Um, if you go look at his like individual stats, he's it's it's ridiculous how 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 high his KPR is. But um, anyways, um, Team Secret played fours and Secret won. This was this was also a very big uh, a big loss. I, I expected Force to win. Force has been one of those teams that has has just been a force to be reckoned with. Uh, lately, um, they're a, they're a Russian team that recently got relegated from Challenger League to Pro League um, in EU. So see, seeing uh, Team Secret beat Fours was surprising, nonetheless, or at the least. Um, BDS played Fours next. Um, BDS tied with Fours, which was interesting. Interesting to see. I mean. It was. I actually watched that match. That was a really good match. I'm um, surprised they tied, but I mean, at the same time, it doesn't surprise me because, like, I would honestly say that they're they're about on par with each other. Um, so, like, I was kind of disappointed to see that they tied, but at the same time, like, I'm not surprised. Kind of confusing, but that's just the way my 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 mentality is working on that one. Um, um. So those were the OGA, NA and EU groups. And then we get into the international, right? That's where like everyone starts to play each other. Um Space Station played Nora Rango in Space Station 120. As much as I love the, 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 the Rango guys, um, wasn't really surprised to see Space Station win. Nor Rango's yeah. been kind of uh they've been kind of suffering lately. Um they started to go downhill pretty quickly once Pac-Man retired. <laughs> um, he was still in his peak. Uh, he was a, r- a stupidly good player, um, and then he all of a sudden he was just like, "I'm retiring," and everyone's like, "What the hell, man? Like, <laughs> you're doing really good. Like, you haven't been playing for long, and you're doing really good." And all of a sudden, it's just like. I'm done. I'm retiring.
0: The travel so, must have
1: gotten to him and the pressure to
0: play and all that. It would be interesting to hear what his reasoning was. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> but uh. next, uh, okay, so this right here, this was I, I woke up to this uh, this morning. MIBR beat G2.
0: That's incomprehensible. If we're talking like a year, year and a half ago.
1: Oh, yes, dude. Like, I, I would never in a million years think that MIBR was going to beat G2. And they did. They beat him 2-1. Um. <laughs> okay, so what this means, why I find this so entertaining, is that G2, back-to-back world champs, they have been performing so poorly that they have had every chance in the world to qualify for invitationals and they have pissed them all away. The the last chance that they have to qualify for siege invitationals is their open qualifier. As the EU open qualifier. That's the, that's the last chance. If they don't nice. if they don't win that open qualifier, they're done. Um they won't be going to invitational, they can't. They won't be able to to defend their title. Um, and when you look people... at when you look at that MIBR match like it went three maps
0: and they they seven won against MIBR on the very first map on Villa and then 7-5 to 7-4 in, in MIBR's favor on Clubhouse and Consulate respectively like that's that's heartbreaking you come out so strong and then you have two solid maps but then it just gets away from you like that's got to be so disappointing
1: yeah it's, kind of, it's it's very disappointing.
0: It um, seems like they're like G2's in the case of inconsistency and like just not being able to really adapt in the moment and be be able to stay on the game at all times. Like they have their hot spots and that's just not
1: good enough. Yeah. Um I don't know what's going on with them. Um so G2 actually dropped possibly the best support player in siege (laughs) they dropped goga um goga is the notorious the notorious do whatever it takes to get a plant down person and he is the best at doing that and for some reason um they dropped him g2 dropped goga and they picked up this guy from EU Challenger League. His name is Krenn. Like K-R-I-N. Um, he's not doing very well. Um, I, Everyone, a lot of people are questioning G2's decision behind dropping Goga and picking up this guy. Um, maybe it's just... Um, you know, I think the problem behind it is that those guys have been playing for so long and they have had this team synergy for so long that having this new guy kind of is throwing a wrench in all of their plays because this guy doesn't know. I, they, I, I guess they don't, they haven't molded together very well or maybe I, maybe he's I mean,
0: not. It's just good, but it's a five um,
1: man squad.
0: Like, they, I, I'm assuming they have alts and backup players and everything, but, like, he's made it to the starting lineup, and he is one of five players. No matter what you change in that one of five, any amount of change is going to be crazy disruptive. And given that this guy is coming from the Challenger League, like, he, you've taken... You, you now have this unmolded block of clay. It's going to take time to get him in... In structure and in stride with the rest of his team, and it's not like American football where it's like, oh yeah, we picked up a quarterback in our first first round draft pick, and he's just going to be immediately a starter. Like, and then you expect that guy to do well. Like, he's going to the worst team, not in this, but like in a American football, drafting first first round draft first pick is usually a quarterback to the worst team in in the league. So you can't expect success when you make such a drastic move like that, especially when you're taking away someone who has a very specific style that the team has grown up around and then drop that style and that way of play and how that meshes with the rest of the players. Like there's going to be dramatic effects to that.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch Kren play yet. Um, but honestly i think what it's coming down to is the fact that like a lot of rounds that g2 has played in the past relied on gogo's innate ability to just plant and survive um and that has won them so many matches because um you know the rest of the team is is insanely good at like once the plant is down, they are insanely good at being able to cut off every single point of entry um, and flank to the diffuser. It's like, important
0: have... that you said that because I just pulled up the match results in that MBR, MIBR matchup. Every single round was decided by elimination. There was not even a single plant defend or planted victory it's all elimination so when you're telling me that g2 no longer has a mechanic a playstyle that forces their t- their opponents into an objective stance you're just relying on gunning like that seems like that is a drastic enough change like when you're saying that planting the the diffuser like has been a crux and has won them so many rounds when you don't see that at all in their play, you know something's off.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know if they cha- started like wanted to go away from relying on plan to just relying on pure fragging power. I'm not sure if that was their intent. Um but I don't it's know. come at a cost. E- yeah, I guess it's too early to tell. Um let's hope that they don't um mess up the qualifiers let's 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 hope that they can get their shit together um and make it to invitationals but i don't know um i don't i don't know why they would do that i don't know why they would drop goga um maybe it was just a team decision maybe they started to have you know inner team issues with him or or whatnot but it's a business not a uh not a not a brotherhood, so I think do they know probably where, should have kept him. Do you know where Gogo went off to? He's currently a free agent. Yep, he's just hanging out. The best the best planter in Siege is just hanging out. So uh if you're a team looking for, <laughs> for the best support player in Siege, he's available. Well there you go um but anyways um today this morning um at eight a m and eleven a m central time um b d s played team liquid team liquid won um which is also pretty awesome um i'm glad to see team liquid come back and and win in a lot more matches especially against b d s and uh shaiko's dominancy So that was good to see. And then LG playing Team Secret and LG winning 2-0. LG has currently beat two insanely good teams that, honestly, they normally probably would have lost to. Um, EG and Team Secret. Secret is especially against a team who just came from beating 4s. Secret just beat 4s 2-0. And then LG comes back and beats Team Secret 2-0. That That is insane, um, for LG. That is like, pretty crazy. I, I this, I, I honestly like. So, well, hold on, let's 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 pull up this match here. Let's look at the the stats. Which one? It's team sla- Secret. Slash Ugg. Plus sixteen for KD. He went 33 and 17 the whole match. Wow. Sashug is dominating. I don't know what I don't know what he did. Maybe it's the change of team. Maybe he was just being held back by his old team, but ever since he joined LGD, he has hit the ground running. And it um, was like his pick was Lion and Vigil. Uh that's pulse. Yeah, pulse. line and press. Yeah. It's crazy. Um KD is 1.94 and his KPR was 1.27. Um for anyone listening that that uh is is new to the whole comp scene, when you're looking at stats and you're looking at kills per round, like which is KPR, pretty much anything above one point zero is impressive. Um I would say about 0.7 to 0.9 is average for a pro league match. Um, So going 1.27 is, is insanely good. Once every three rounds, he was getting two kills
0: and every other round he was getting a single one. So either a uh, counter kill or just the opening frag, like that's, and wherever it came in, it was valuable.
1: Mm-hmm. But let's take a look at the LG versus EG. Uh this has sparked my curiosity. Um Okay, never mind. This was this was still when they had Tomas. Oh yeah. Cause that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So this LG versus Team Secret was Sasha switch uh, slashes like debut match with LG and he just dominated, which makes me honestly like really excited. Like all these changes like are, are, are intense for NA and I, it makes me extremely excited to watch pro league season 11. um, When it starts, I I really want to see like, like how this changes up the whole, like, like status of of the pro league teams because like, Honestly, when you look at it, like no team is like the same from last season, and that's crazy. Um you know, like I can't I can't look at like um you know, I, I can't look at um you know, even DZ, I can't look at DZ, you know, and be like, you know, these this is the same team. It's not the same team, you know. Um when I first when I first um came into contact with DZ, um you know, they still had Jarvis, um, on their team, you know, and now, (laughs) now you know he's gone, and they had picked up, you know, Hyper, and then now they dropped Nix for Skiss, and BC's now back to coaching. Um, now they have Eclipse, and you know everything is just kind of fluid at the moment, and it's exciting.
0: Absolutely, and I mean Space Station Gaming, they stayed the same. But at the same time, you have to respect that stance to like not change and be like, we're going to grow into this. We like who we have. The team is gelling. We have reason to believe that bringing in this different analyst is going to change things up, so we don't need to change anything. And that's one stance that I haven't seen a whole lot across a lot of esports is when roster changes are allowed, everyone shuffles. Everyone does that move to be like, okay, we we need to drop our weakest player because this is who we perceive to be weak right now and we need to pick up someone else's player and make some uh, concessions to get someone else, but SSG staying to their guns, sticking to their guns and being like, this is our core. We're we're good with this for at least another year. That is a commendable stance to be in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... i i don't know what else to say other than i'm excited yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) and uh, we'll get into more of the matchups next week but like we're going to start seeing even more of this next week with the u.s nationals so that's another exciting event coming up
1: yeah um for those watching um Watching live at least. Um, if you wanna watch the next match, it starts in two and a half hours. Um, on Rainbow Six's Twitch channel. It's gonna be space station versus MIBR, which is gonna be an excellent match. So I'm gonna be up for it, so maybe I'll watch it. Space Station who's been dominating and MIBR who's been dominating, who just beat G2, so that's gonna be pretty pretty good match. And then also at I mean, whoever's going to be awake? Uh, for those working the night shift at 5 a.m. Uh, Central Time, uh, Liquid's going to be playing uh, LG, so we'll get to see another slash game. Oh, that will be another really good matchup. Yeah, Liquid. Liquid's been doing really good, and LG's all the all the all four of these teams have been doing really good. So I guess with that, we're back to the
0: CR6 League.
1: Yeah, so we are finally in the play, the premier playoffs. Um, currently, out of 32 matches, only seven have been played, but I think they all have to be done by tomorrow. Um, so next week we'll have that full first round to talk about. Yep. Um, so out of the seven matches, right, let's go down the list here. Um, University of Houston lost to UNC Charlotte, um, and you were telling me earlier that this was this is bad for Houston. Um, it's real bad for Houston. What are you saying that they that they have just been tanking?
0: Yeah, no, they since I would say halfway through phase two, I don't think they've won a single match, which is why they dropped to sixteenth. In the Premier League, like they they won their first two matches and they were looking pretty solid in Phase Two, and obviously they were they did really well in Phase One to make it into Premier League, and I was really curious how a Texas AM Alpha versus University of Houston was going to play out, but they slowly just dropped the rest of the Premier League, and then for them to go out against 49th, um, they lost to a team that wasn't even in the Premier League. That's that's kind of the the line in the sand. Now, it's hard to draw the the difference between like thirty second and 49th from like phase one and everything because it, it was all basically within the same round differential and v- barely the same record or just just off by one game. So really understanding the strengths of a premier League or a low ranked Premier League team and a high ranked uh, main division. Like, that's hard to say, but to have your former champions drop to 16th, which is halfway from the Premier League, which contained 1st through 32nd, to have them lose to a team that was outside of the Premier League, that's kind of surprising.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, University of Houston was last season's winner, grand finalist winner. Um, And now they're just... Uh, excuse my French, but shooting the bed. So I don't I know. I mean, what,
0: what, like, what this means for their fall season is it's done, and they have to go back to the drawing board to get ready for the spring season to see if they can hold on to their major title. Because I think the way teams look at this is that the the fall is very much the feeling out phase, and then the spring se- semester, the spring season is really the one where people want to dominate and win and actually uh take the home the prize with that one
1: yeah um <laughs> let's hope okay yeah so university of houston is officially out correct correct yeah okay so they're out so, yes yeah, so they're back to the drawing board well i guess maybe they'll they'll um they'll 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 rearm and regroup and come back strong next season but i don't i honestly don't see that happening um so yeah, for the next,
0: the, go for it. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, if there were any adjustments they could have made, like, they, they've been sitting on them for a couple of weeks because they probably couldn't make certain roster changes during this. And so if there's a move to make, they've already made it. They're allowed to make it just because they're already out. And if they really want to get back and try and hold on to their spring
1: title, they're going to have to get to work real hard, real fast yeah i agree they're gonna have to do something serious for for next season if they want to come back strong but um moving on so out of grand canyon and illinois state team state team one grand canyon two0, which is no surprise there um nope. i think grand canyon is the only team right now to have a perfect score no and akron grand canyon and akron are perfect scores i believe uh no. Uh, Grand
0: Canyon lost at least one game. It's uh oh, Akron it's UCF and UCF Alpha. Yep.
1: Correct. Yeah. Akron yeah, and UCF. It's UCF. Alpha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Grand Canyon taking over Illinois State team. Illinois State team won, and then um, New York Tech beat out FIU. I can't really say much on this match because I'm not familiar with New York Tech. They're new this season. Um, I don't, I don't think, so FIU is number 12. They were seed number 12 in the Premier League. And New York Tech was number 53 from the main, main league. Um, and I'm honestly surprised to see how many, like, um, main league players are, are beating these premier teams. Um, maybe they just had a bad run in the initial, Matches and they're actually like premier level teams. Um, and they're just kind of coming back and you know, you know, show actually showing themselves. Um, I think that might be the case here. So, um, we'll see who the actual players are. Um, now that the main leaders are in, um, UW, I think that's Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, Whitewater. Um, Beat out DSU. Um, now UW Whitewater was an actual Premier League team, and they beat the number 50th seed in Main League, which was DSU. Um, CU Boulder, who's re- who's seed number seven in the Premier League, played um, seed number fifty-eight, which is the UTSA uh, A team. Um, I don't know what UTSA stands for. What is that University of?
0: Texas-San Te- okay, Antonio.
1: University, yeah, University of Texas-San Antonio. Okay. They were number 58, if I read that number correctly, um, yep. in the main league. So, um, I guess there's no real surprise there. They beat them 2-0. So, CU Boulder moves on. Plus, CU Boulder's a good team. They're an incredible um, team. I mean, they're a three 3-1 in the
0: Phase 2 Premier League. So, they held their own against the top teams that were selected for the Premier League. So, uh, for them to come out in 2-0, one of the bottom seeds, like I don't think that's too much of a surprise at all.
1: Yeah. Um, who is that? Okay, so number twenty three. Aub- okay, so Auburn University Blue. I think both these teams are main leaguers. If I'm if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, is I Auburn- would assume so. Okay, so Auburn and Champlain College, number 23, number 42, played each other, in Sh- and Champlain actually won. So they're moving up in the world. They're moving on to to round to, or to the round of... Uh, 32. Round of 32. Um, and then the last match that was played was San Jose State versus Ferris State. San Jose is ranked number seven in premier league. So they are um, even above Boulder. So San Jose played Ferris State. Ferris State was number 50 here, uh, 59 in the main league if I see that correctly. Um 59 in the main league. So no surprise there that they two owed Ferris State. So San Jose moves on to round of round of 32. What it's
0: looking like and when we think about the teams that are making that top 8 that's because there, in the breakdown of the leagues, in 32 teams, there's two teams that will go four and zero, and then there's two or there's eight teams that will go three and one, and so that's the first through tenth, respectively. So San Jose went three and one against other Premier League teams, and San Jose is was a competitor last year, very stalwart in their efforts and everything. And Ferris State, they were also there for the first few weeks, I believe, um, but seeing that they have a Crimson team, that to me, that tells me there's more than one team, and I didn't see if there was another Ferris State in this particular playoff bracket. So for them to go up against the number six overall, and it's been a team that's been consistent, like, yeah, you, you can't expect a whole lot, um, or you can't expect a whole lot of difference between this, but what it's looking like is because if we look at fiu versus new york tech fiu was 12th seed it looks like that top 10 is actually going to be that creme de la creme it, that's where that drop off starts happening um and so i think even as we start seeing 20th versus fortieths, it can be anyone's match i think after that top 10 it's uh, the difference between teams is actually a lot smaller. That's what it looks like to me. And maybe you have kind of the inverse effect of, like, the bottom 10, the bottom 54th through 64th. I think that's probably where you start seeing that difference in a lesser degree um, in, in the bad way uh, with those teams. So when you start putting the 7th versus 60th and that kind of thing, it's just going to be 2 0 every time. But if if we can use FIU as an example we might be seeing more of those bracket upsets when we start looking at teams above 10th place
1: yeah um i agree i think um i may be agreeing with you here but i think we're going to start to see like the best of the best um come about round 3
0: yeah, and I, I I believe by the time we get to round three, let's see, and let's see, round three, that's going to be best of, or that's going to be the round of sixteen. 16. So I I can imagine a world where three of those teams come from the main division, where they're not in the top thirty-two. Say say that last part one more time. I can see three teams that exist outside of the top 32 in the round of 16. Really? Yeah, I could see that many. No more than three, though. I think that's just because a few of the matchups are just going to be favorable in terms of play style. But otherwise, I think that I I would even be willing to say between 15th and 50th, you probably have some you probably have more class or close matchups than ever before like if you put 15th versus 50th i think that that's a three map kind of game i don't think that that's a two one because of inconsistent play because of um, stylistic differences between regional differences Uh, i think that once you get to that 15th through 50th that it's just whoever can outgun and outplay in that moment. Like essentially every round is gonna be coming up clutch because it could go so
1: so sideways so quickly. Yeah. Actually I just got a live update. Um for the uh, number sixteen match, uh Bronco Esports versus St. Clair. Uh St. Clair just won. Their score was just reported, so St. Clair's moving on. Bronco Esports got knocked out.
0: And so um, like, kind of when I, what, I, what I was talking about before we started was that Broncos Esports Gold and Broncos Esports thir- uh, Green uh, finished the Premier League 22nd and 23rd. And so I, I'm assuming Broncos Esports Green is a lower tiered team than Gold, just because of naming standards, yeah. I guess. Uh, but if gold is already knocked out if green can go farther than gold assuming that that's the relationship it means that the lower tiered team actually outlasted their upperclassmen so to thing so to speak which would be
1: really cool to say um you know it's funny you say that when you uh when you say like you know they beat their upperclassmen um There's something I was thinking about the other day. Um, And this kind of applies um, heavily towards the college teams. That a lot of people um, are denying teams, scrims, because they might be team three, right? Um, our, Our C team... Uh, was trying to scrim another team, and they got denied. This team denied them because they were C-team, right? But the thing is, is our C-team is actually really good. Um, what I think a lot of people don't understand is that when a school has multiple teams, it's, it's not like sports where it's like varsity and JV and stuff like that. A school might just have multiple teams um and they all might be good. Um just because, you know, they're labeled. I think that's why a lot of these teams are are naming their teams like like Zips and Gold and stuff like that is so like you don't know which one is team 1, team 2 and team 3. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it totally makes sense because like and you're absolutely correct in calling this out and this was my bad on my assumption my assumption was that there is a straight up depending on the program it could be very well be this way here's your varsity here's your JV here's your backup JV players and like you group them all up into squads and that's how they play or it could very well be that they that this college doesn't have a formal structure, and that this is really just a group of guys who want to go play, and a, another team who wants to play over here, and they have no idea of each other's strengths. They have no idea. There's even potential that both teams don't even know that the other exists.
1: Um, for A and M, we have. Four teams. I think there's a Delta team, but um, the thing is, is like our Alpha team was just the first group of guys to get together and, um, and start playing. You know, we're we're the best team at in the 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 uh the Alpha team is the best team at the school currently just because we've been playing together longer. Um, and we've done a we just have more experience. You know, um, the B and C teams. They're actually, they're both really good teams. They're just, they're more guys who came in. They're like, oh, like we want to play collegiate too. And they just were like, form your own team. And so they just kind of got together and formed a team. It wasn't like, okay, this guy's going to B team because he's better than this guy. You know, this guy's going to C team because he's, you know, worse than this guy. You know, it wasn't organized. It was like, these guys got together like, hey, we're going to form a team. And then more guys got together like, hey, we're going to form a team too. We're like, okay, you know, that's fine with us. Um and so I think that as like what I'm trying to get at is that like whenever, you know, if you're if you're listening, if you're playing a team that is, you know, happens to be, you know, uh, the, the the second team or the third team, don't underestimate them just because they're the the, the third. They're not the primary team. Um, now, some schools may be like that. They may be structured. As like a varsity in JV but i think the, the 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 primary assumption should just be to not assume. Yeah, that's actually a very good lesson. That's
0: that's proving your point very well is that we don't know the decisions that were made in how these teams were decided. And so and you're you're absolutely right to use Texas A&M as the bar and as an example because they were runners up last season. And so you expect Alpha to be really good, but then your next assumption should be that Bravo is also really good, Charlie's really good, Delta's really good because of how far up that the bar starts. And assuming that someone's weak because they're Delta or Charlie or whatever, like that's just setting yourselves up for disappointment.
1: Yeah, it's a, a yeah. It's yeah, you're setting yourself up for for disappointment if you if you make all the wrong assumptions.
0: One good thing that this does give us when we have multiple teams from a single university is that now we have inner school competition. And so now there's even more there might even be inner school rivalries, like Bronco Green versus Bronco Gold. Maybe it's one dorm versus another dorm, basically. I could see that (laughs) happening.
1: Yeah, that's definitely possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make teams based off of dorms. Yeah. I, that I would mean, be, I mean, that would also be the assumption that like there's enough people playing the game in each dorm uh, to form teams for each dorm. But that would be kind of cool. I would like to see that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, it would be a lot of fun to see even just casual gaming clubs streaming an R6, uh like two V two kind of strategy or kind of casual tournament.
1: Yeah. Um we're actually AM is, is actually trying to um find a or like procure a, a dedicated like room to have like lands in. So then we can get like you know, like the A, B, and C team together um and go to this, like, LAN room and, like, you know, play with, you know, against each other and do scrims and, like, kind of just have a lot of fun. Um I, I don't think we have been able to find a room yet, but maybe one day. There maybe you one go. day and it will let us.
0: And so, I mean, that's where the Premier playoffs are at right now. We need to go back a little bit farther to even talk about the week four of phase two uh, matchups that happened because where we left it was, and I know I mentioned this earlier, so it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I apologize. We're kind of going reverse chronologically right now. Um, but week four actually had Akron versus CSULB and Texas A&M Alpha versus UCF Alpha. Those were the four and 3-0 teams at that time. And Akron beat CSULB to make them a 4-0 team, and UCF Alpha team beat Texas A&M Alpha um, to also claim the other 4-0 seed. So the Texas AM and Alpha and CSULB fell to 3rd and 4th respectively, and then from there it was other teams who lost to other 3-1 and teams, or 3-0 and teams, and... Broke it out to the top ten, like I mentioned earlier, and then from eleventh down to what is it, twenty-second? Uh, everyone was two and two, two wins, two losses. Uh, some of those matchups were quite impressive. So let me bring it over the screen. UCF. Uh, Alpha beating a and m was a big deal. I mean, having two four 4-0 playoffs. Um, sorry, I totally just lost my train of thought. Uh, having the four no teams go at or three no teams go at it and figure out who's going to be that top tier. that was important for everyone to understand the power of things and where that was gonna fall down from there. Uh, we had other opportunities, so like San Jose State beating Grand Canyon. That's another one of those three and O teams going into Week Four and seeing where everything happens, um, or two and one team versus a three and O team, and so then you get that breakdown of both teams being three and one, and it really levels that playing field.
1: And oh, go ahead. No, no, go go for it.
0: I think the last thing that I was going to call out was that really we saw mostly what we were. I saw mostly what I expected. So San Jose, in my mind, was stronger than Grand Canyon. So that led to that Um, ASU for how big their school is and how many people they have playing. I, I just have to assume that they have a strong team there, so seeing them win over NJIT didn't really surprise me much. Broncos Gold and Broncos Green, seeing how those teams have been so close uh, for Broncos Gold to beat Tennessee Tech, but then Broncos Esports Green to lose to Cincinnati, that made sense. Like, Broncos Gold pulling, pulling back ahead against a weaker opponent while... Broncos Green playing against someone who was actually pretty consistent early on, Um, so I think that they might have just tripped at the the finish line, so to speak. Um, Which I mean, there was a trade between basically Broncos Green finishing high in the two and twos, or finishing or finishing low in the three and ones, or high in the two and twos. Low in the low in the two and twos because of um, Cincinnati's uh, position in the leaderboard. So uh, not a whole lot that I think was different. UGA Red uh, they they've been pretty consistent too, but I don't think they I don't think they had many notable opponents. Going into phase two or none that really seemed to be like, oh, yeah, I expected you to win again or to lose against them. So to have them at ninth seed and over Dub Whitewater like that just kind of set the stage for the playoffs. But uh, Whitewater went going on to win, like obviously it didn't hurt their chances much dropping that far into the bracket. And that's really about that all that I see. What
1: else did you see? Um I think the most notable thing that, that I have been noticing are a lot of the lower seeds are winning against the higher seeds. Um and honestly that's good. Um I agree. Because because the now the the bracket isn't monopolized by all of the higher seeds. Um, these these lower seeds are 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 finally like are able to like make a name for themselves. Um, now that the playoffs playoffs have started, you know they they have where they have been given a chance to make a name for themselves in the playoffs by doing this whole like bracket mixture and the fact that these lower seeds are finally coming up and winning and moving on to the next rounds um are are is is really um it's really good for them because now if depending on how far they get you know they're going to they're going to make it from you know let's say let's say um Champlain College who was 42 in the main league right let's say they make it all the way to a round of 8 right this round this this number 42 seed in the main team has made it to round of 8, which means that they're going to be higher a lot higher seed next season and they're probably going to make it into the premier league, you know. Um, and so then we're going to start getting more fresh blood into the league and again more and more and and all this a lot of this mixture instead of a lot of the, the same teams that we're seeing now. Um, and I think that's good. I think that's good for the league. I agree. I'm trying to pull up the
0: main division playoffs right now, and you actually see a number of those examples as well, where the lower seed is winning. Like, for example, uh, 41st seed uh, beating Providence College, 24th seed overall, 2-0. Like, that's that's pretty impressive. Like, that's that's a a significant win uh, in terms of bracketing. Uh, going down farther. We see, also saw that there was another one. Where'd it go? Sorry, I just pulled this up. Uh, Marquette, no, Marquette was higher. Uh, Where'd it go? Oh, Washington State. Uh, Washington State University, 41st, pulling out against Providence College, 24th. So, and it's kind of falling into that same bracketing that I meant... Um, earlier where it's like I see the top 10 teams being a different caliber than 11th through 54th or 53rd and then 54th through 64th being a, a lower echelon team so I think that in my mind I just see that how it's breaking down I don't have the data to actually back that up hmm okay I'm trying to. I, I want to really look at these brackets afterwards, um,
1: like after the all the matches are done. The initial matches? yeah,
0: after the we the best of or round of 64 is shown up, and I'm actually getting information live from chat saying that University of California San Diego just upset um, Maryville. seven zero seven three for a final map score i want to go back and find that real quick
1: raging baboon says you'll need to keep an eye on university of california san diego there they were a main team however had to forfeit in phase one so we're put in main they upset maryville in premier playoffs oh what do do you mean by keeping keep an eye on them i mean us ucsd has always been um, a good team i mean they were the season one winners um season one winners i believe they were top eight last season
0: and if they just have that unfortunate forfeit like yeah that's not noted very easily for us to find and being able to project how those kind of decisions played out in the bracketing and the seeding and everything like that would be huge information to have, which I will have to go talk to CR six about getting more of those designations called out, but that would be, that's huge information for us to think about. And if we knew how many of that, how many times that that happened, we could probably start putting together a better picture of the power teams to think about and, yeah, I mean honestly, I was surprised to see UCSD not being um a real part of the Premier League competition.
1: Yeah. Um so he says they they upset Maryville in Premier playoffs. Um so UCSD is if you're not from if you're new to the whole if you're new to the league Maryville hasn't had a very good run, uh, with things in the past. Um, and UCSD has, you know, they, they won season one and then season two, my, my A&M team, uh, we took them out in playoffs. I mean, I'm not discrediting them. They're a good team, UCSD. Um, and Maryville, they're, they're good players, but UCSD is just better than Maryville. Um, There's there's no other way to sugarcoat it, Um, so I mean I'm not surprised they beat Maryville, not surprised at all. And Maryville is having to play CSULB um, either either tonight or tomorrow because they have to finish by tomorrow. Um, This is going to determine where Maryville truly lies as a team because you CSULB. They're a good team. They're not as good as San Diego. Um, they're, about, they're, they're just above average. So if Maryville can beat CSULB, that will tell me that Maryville is making improvement. However, if they fail to beat CSULB, they, that means they have not made any changes, they haven't practiced, they haven't, they haven't improved. Wait. So when is Maryville supposed to play? That's their match. That's that's their who they're matched up.
0: I see Maryville versus UCSD in the round of sixty-four, and they just lost. So Maryville would be done. Are you looking at one of the Premier League Phase Two matchups?
1: I thought it was CSULB.
0: No, they just like uh, oh, the okay. Raging Baboon is saying that U- US or UCSD just beat Maryville. So 37 seed versus 28th seed.
1: Okay, well then I am I'm crazy. Disregard everything I said. <laughs> I'm 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 dumb. So forgive me. I thought I thought they were playing I th- I thought they were playing CS:GO uh we have it's, it's all new to you it's that's fine that's fine if it's all new to you that is that is just fine that's what we as a team here are for we are here to explain the whole league and talk about the teams and the matches to everyone who's so and by all
0: means everyone who has information on how their teams are doing absolutely share with us we love to talk about this shit so um i mean you know this is what this is what we're here for every thursday typically and friday tonight but like this is i don't know about you but this is what i get excited for i like hearing about the the history of these matches and finding out the new stuff and seeing where these universities really lie in power
1: yeah and it's hard for us to to keep up with uh 64 teams uh so You know, if people can come by and talk to us about how teams are doing, um, how their team is doing, um, how they played against other teams, like that's really good because that allows us to talk about um, not only maybe your team more and give you guys some more um, publicity, um, but it allows us to talk more about the league instead of just shining light on the teams that we know. Uh, That means we can give everyone kind of uh, equal opportunity to get talked about.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I mean for anyone else who's not able to catch the stream live, you can always leave messages for the podcast, anchor.fm/slash check your six/slash message, and you can leave an audio recording from your mobile phone anchor app, or you can use the website anchor.fm and leave a message directly through your Chrome browser, Firefox browser, and so that that's all good. We love to hear this stuff, and uh, it's really easy for me to incorporate that into the podcast as your own audio sample. And it's really helpful for Syntax and I to have more context of how these things go, uh, so that we can talk about it better. Really, we want to highlight your all of y'all's efforts in playing Rainbow Six and playing at this highly competitive level. So the more information we have, the better we can do a do a job at representing you and talking about what's going on in the league
1: absolutely um also you can feel free to um we are both in the cr6 discord um mine is i'm under jake uh full send in in cr6 because that was my my collegiate name um i'm under the, the the texas a m squad so you can find my name you can send either me or Joe here. He's under, I think, are you under like the, the content?
0: Yeah, I'm under one of the external partners breakdown type things, but you can find me Podcast Recall on that server.
1: Feel free to message us on Discord. Uh, let us know who you are. Um, also, um, feel free to send us your VODs of your matches so then we can watch them and talk about them. Regardless of what league you're in, um, we would love to watch you guys. Um, if you want us to send us a whole vod, go for it. Um, I can sit here and we can, you know, we can play the vod on on stream, and I can sit here and, and kind of do a a breakdown of your match for you. Um, I'm pretty good at the the whole analytical side, so if you guys want to send us your vods, go for it. Um, I will be more than happy to sit down and take a look at it.
0: And if you are willing to experiment with a really shoddy brand new observer and or caster on the west coast, uh, I would be happy to take invites that are typically later in the day, later in the evening, uh, so I can stream those and or just record my own VOD and keep it private, provide it to the teams involved, and then just provide commentary afterwards without giving up much of y'all's secrets and hard work. Uh, I think that that could easily be doable as well, so you can find me there as well for that kind of resource. And I think Syntax would be an amazing caster if you reached out to him as well.
1: Yeah, I'm also listed as a community caster in CR6, so please feel free to reach out if your team wants to be casted. Um, Like I said, it does not matter what league you're in. If you want your team to get casted, just shoot me a message and I will be happy to do it. Well,
0: we are over
1: the hour long mark,
0: and we covered a lot of ground, and we talked about a lot of teams. So I think we're done for the evening. Uh, is there any any last messages, last thoughts
1: that you have for this week? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think what I just said is pretty much were pretty much my last thoughts.
0: My last thoughts are congratulations to all the teams who made it into the premier playoffs. Uh, You are the creme de la creme. You have fought your way there, but this is just the beginning. So get prepared for the spring season. Don't grow complacent. Don't grow like, oh, you're actually good at this game right now. Everything's going to change as those new operators become legal, as more operations come in, and you're going to have to adjust. So get used to that. Get ready for that. And all the teams who are in the main playoffs, you know what? You're just a a single match away from making Premier or pushing your teams even farther and even harder before. So don't be discouraged at this fall season. Just look at this as an opportunity to learn and grow and keep pushing forward. And if anything, at the very minimal, you've learned that Syntax and I are here as resources to help grow the scene and benefit everyone whatever your goals are in this league we're happy to help support that and you know i like just being a part of this game and a part of this community because everyone seems to care i mean there's 212 teams for god's sake like that's a big deal and that's a big commitment for the community to come out and say so uh i wouldn't be doing my part if i wasn't saying i'm open to however you all want the show to go or information that you want to send to the show it's all valuable, and we want to highlight everyone who's taking time to participate in this because this is new, and this is really exciting
1: yeah any any information helps us, it's only gonna help us because we're only two guys, and there are two hundred teams in all of c r sex There's no way that we can keep up with every single team i mean we 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 have problems keeping up with every team in the Premier League um yeah, know, nonetheless and... all of all of the leagues so um you know, we are, we, the reason that we, we mainly cover Premier League is because, you know, obviously the top league. But it's the easiest for us to keep up with because there's not as many teams. We are very happy to cover any team out of any league. We just need information. Um, so if, if you can provide it, we will do it. Absolutely.
0: So uh, I mentioned it in chat and I mentioned it just prior, but if you have any feedback for us, whether it's things that you want us to talk about, whether it's saying that I suck as a host and that you want Syntax to take over the show, that's all fine too. I don't mind broadcasting (laughs) that. I'll own it. And I can look at finding ways to get better for how you need me to portray this community or how you need me to provide content from the other side because I am the commentary guy. He's the stats and actual legitimate gameplay guy. Uh, So by all means, share, call it all out. I have no problem. I have no dirty laundry, no skeletons in the closet. So uh, I think that's really it for the week. I'm excited going into the rest of the playoffs. Uh, Syntax and I are going to be doing brackets, our bracket challenge for the round of 32 on... So we're going to use this round of 64 as a baseline, and then we're going to create our brackets for the round of 32 on to see who gets the most number of picks right. Uh, I encourage you to send me your brackets if you want to join along, and we can see how well people do. Uh, But if you want to send those along, you can always email me those at warlockercall at gmail.com, and we can see whether syntax or I do well in this bracket pick'em, but then also how badly the community just wallops on me
1: so i'm excited to see that too yeah um yeah we're gonna, yeah we'll we'll put together some brackets if honestly if enough people send us their brackets let's say more than 10 people send us their their, their preferred bracket maybe uh maybe we'll give away some R- R6 credits to whoever's the closest there you go i'm down um, and
0: I've, I've got some, some summoning our podcast stickers. If anyone's interested in stickers, uh, in fact, anyone who sends me a bracket, I'll send, I'll send you like 10 stickers and it's all just for the, another podcast, but you know what? No one else has these things. So by all means, uh, I'll, I'll give it to the community who gives back by providing brackets. So we will talk about this. I'm I'm going to push this now. Now it's a whole thing. We've got a Check Your Six Bracket Challenge going on, so we'll have to see how everyone responds
1: to that. Spread it to your teams. Have your whole team do one. Send them to us. Um, Spread it on the CR6 Discord. Do whatever you want.
0: If we honestly get more than 10 brackets, we're going to have to turn that into a whole podcast episode.
1: Oh, I'm down. I'll do it. We'll do it
0: there you go so everyone in chat cryo snacks raging baboon uh i don't know who else you have in chat but those are the two who've been going off lately so hey you two have a responsibility of sharing with the community and i'll post it in the cr6 discord uh that we're doing this so this is going to be a lot of fun i i, I hope that other teams join in and other players join in i hope so That be this will be a lot of fun if it actually takes off so and you know what, we're both we're both going to have to do the premier and the main division pl- uh, playoff brackets just so that we can get coverage so anyone can really participate in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we well, let's do it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me tonight. It was a great conversation and now I'm looking forward to next week more than ever. Um yeah take it easy thanks for joining me and thanks everyone in chat uh, it's good to get that information for a couple matches and being able to hear about that and talk about that live so hey we're getting something going people are joining in that's exciting and
1: we'll hope more people join in next week yeah absolutely i'm looking forward to getting all your brackets you guys better do it there you go all right later syntax i will see you next week all right later guys.